Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? You know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. We're in the booth on a Monday. Good to have you along on a crisp and snappy day here in the fall. Back-to-back dome games for Orange football. NC State comes in. For a primetime game on Saturday night, a game in which Eric Dungey will be the starting quarterback as he heads out onto the field for the Orange at 7.04 Saturday night. Want to just put that to rest? Move on with the rest of the show? Or should we start right there? There is no, I, I cannot tell you how much I hate the phrase quarterback controversy. If it's not a controversy for the coach, this is what I said earlier, if it's the coaches aren't Having a controversy, it's not a controversy. Well, the, the word, con- what's the controversial? Fans, First yeah. of all, it's changing who mans a certain position, splitting time between two or more people at the same position is not controversial. I, I guess I if, if that's controversial, then I'm not sure I understand the definition of controversy. There's no such other thing. There's no cornerback controversy. Hey, coach, you have a left guard controversy. It's not controversial to have a decision to make about who your starting quarterback is. In this case, I don't think there's a ton of decision to make for this week. It's Eric Dunchy. Went to a uh, very popular, common, post-football game, watering hole and pizza establishment following the game on Saturday. Saw a friend that's been a long-time booster of the program. The look on his face when he asked me who was the starting quarterback, I said, I said, I would be stunned. Here's how I phrase it. I said, I would be stunned if it's not Dungey. And the the blood rushed out of his face. The the look that I got back was astonishment. Like right up to that point where he where I said the D in, in that mm-hmm. quarterback's name, I would be did he really expect me to say, I'd be stunned if it's not DeVito? Are, did, are people really thinking that? Yes, because apparently. it seems like s- some are. And the look back was stunned, really. In fact, I think he actually said Dungy, as if he actually expected me to say, "I would be stunned if it's not Devito." No, I would be. I wouldn't. If Devito starts, I'm not going to go with stunned. I'm gonna. I would have a slightly different reaction, but I'm saying there's like a two percent chance. I'm a. About as certain as I can possibly be that Dungey's the starter. The same people who were like so excited he was on the Heisman Trophy watch <laughs> right, list right. two weeks ago now don't want him as the right. quarterback. But here's where the truth actually lies. What you have now is you have a starting quarterback in his fourth year that's been responsible for nearly 80 career touchdowns who just pulled even with Ernie Davis in career rushing touchdowns and oh by the way is thrown for 50 you got that guy and then you've got another guy who's highly touted highly recruited came in and was slinging it I mean he was really throwing the rock around to start three touchdowns wins the game in relief 
Nice boost to energy. You got both. Now you don't even have to mess around with this whole idea. Like the press conference, Coach Babers had a lot of two-word answers, and he just wanted to move it on. He wants to not reveal his decision publicly. He wants NC State to be in the dark. Well, they already pretty much know that you can and will use two quarterbacks. What more do you want than that? You want him to have to prepare for two quarterbacks, and that's exactly what you're going to get. I'm not certain that DeVito will be scheduled time in the game. What I am certain of is there should be no hesitation to go to him now. You know you've got a quality reliever. He's not going to have the rocky road that he did in the first couple of games this year. He still has growing pains. There's a difference between a four-year starter and a guy who's played four games. Okay, But he comes in, he throws, he has plays that are com- he's comfortable with. And we're going to hear from Doug Marone coming up in a bit because he made a similar change with Jacksonville, who's on a slide and headed to London, by the way. But when you change the quarterback, one of the things that makes the quarterback position a little bit differently, maybe one that allows you to use the word controversy, is everybody else is put on notice that, okay, something's going on here because you don't just flip out the quarterback the way that you do change the running back and the slot receiver. When you change the quarterback, everybody steps up their level. They run a little harder to get under that deep ball. They focus a little more, and maybe you have fewer drops. Dungy has not had an extraordinary season. He's had extraordinary moments. He's had a couple of big games. His accuracy has not been there. Uh, The last sort of meaningful play in this game, the one that I kind of will go back to is he had in the same series of downs, he has like a chest pass that's complete as he's falling down. Then he has the questionable release of the ball, trying to discard it. He was ruled down and it wound up being a punt. It could have easily been ruled a forward pass. And in that case, it would have been intentional grounding, uh, you know, a, a dungy type play where we say, oh, he's a warrior. He's, you know, trying to get every yard and trying to do what he can, doing what he needs to do to survive, et cetera. So Dungy has looked beleaguered, I think, is a, is a word. I'm not positive he's injured. I'm not really suggesting he's injured. I'm saying he's strained, you know, certainly. I think when a guy comes off and as fresh as DeVito is and makes those throws look as easy as he made them look, and, you know, he comes out and throws a 25-yard rope right away. That's like, well, okay, that you, you can work with that. And it's something to get excited for. And I think it wouldn't surprise me if DeVito – is brought on in set situations, is given a chance to grow here. Uh, if they leave open the possibility that he could overtake Dungy by the end of the year, but it ain't this week. You're going right back there with your uh, senior starter this week. And the coaches see practice. Any of these things we talk about, football, basketball, whatever. Why is so-and-so not playing? Because the coaches see practice. The, the game day that we all get to go to and they, they charge admission to is not the only time they're all convened and that people's strengths and weaknesses are exposed. Uh, they know what they're doing. DeVito's got plenty of time ahead. Re-rack all of that Floyd Little stuff from the previous show. Heard that on the drive down here. Floyd's like, look, even Tommy DeVito knows it's Eric's team. You bet he does. And... I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say Dungey has like a total death grip on it. It's not like you know 
this idea of being a senior four-year starter, having the track record, earns Dungy the benefit of the doubt. You're going to make damn sure before you make this change more permanently. Damn sure. And they're not at that point. Might be able to see it from here, but they're not at that point. I don't even see it from... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just strange. I just like... the. Dungy has been the reason Syracuse won football games for the past two seasons. Yeah, you're gonna pull the plug on him now. He provides another element. He's a better runner of the football. He's the best running back on the team. Okay, uh, they did actually run the ball. The numbers are pretty good from this past game. Moneal had eight and a half yards per carry, uh, but Dungy provides an element. I think you have a viable two quarterback operation. Does that mean alternate? No. Any of that stuff, I think that's gimmicky. Uh, Babers actually did say in his press conference um, earlier today, he was asked, you know, have you ever been in a two-quarterback system? And he just, he didn't want to be pressed on any of that stuff. He said, yeah, you know, at Arizona a few years ago, we switched quarterbacks by quarter and we were great, which I, I just can't wrap my mind around how and why you, I guess I know why you derive at that, but it's, that to me is crazy. It doesn't really do anybody the service, but... Do I think they're a little more comfortable going to DeVito uh, for a spark when, when uh, you know, Dungy's deep in his pitch count and is uh, wobbling a little bit? Absolutely. And that's the change in the program, right? Right, absolutely. Like last year you went into the last four games of the year, you know, with a hurt quarterback, and you you didn't have, you now know you've got the bullpen to, to come in, and it's not yeah. a bad thing. And, and, and if you want to freak out, like Zach Mahoney would – Fling the ball around too. <laughs> sure, he put up two what four hundred yard games. I think he gets wake and right. Uh, and he, and but you weren't going to live with yeah. him as your starting quarterback, yeah. you know. And uh, there's a, a big difference. We can get all, into all the reasons, you know, over the course of the day or the week. Get into the some of the more of the reasons of why maybe you don't make a change like that. But uh, we'll take your calls as well if you'd like it. Four three seven seven six four four or four ESPN forty four comments from Coach Babers and much more. Over the course of the show, Jeff in Syracuse joins us on the show. Hello, Jeff. Hey guys, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Listen, I got a couple questions for you. Sure. So, Clemson, Notre Dame, Alabama—all teams that changed quarterbacks from veteran guys to younger guys—and they are one, two, and three in the country. Now, I'm not crazy to think that we would. You just answered hot. your question right there. <laughs> You're saying you can't you can't change from Dungy to Devito. You just answered your question. They're one, two, three in the country. They're not going from seniors to freshmen, on, they, they generally are. speaking. The, freshman, the guy in Clemson's a freshman. Uh, the guy they, before him was a junior. Right. They have significantly better rosters at all three of those places. Right, but you you laid out why DeVito or why Dungy has been playing, you know, not that great, and you should go to DeVito. I will be disappointed if Tommy DeVito does not start on Saturday, and I think a lot of fans feel the same way, and I think it's time for a change. He, Dungy has not been good the last couple of games. Um, it's not. I don't care what he did the last three years. I care about winning this game coming up this weekend, and the best chance you have is with Tommy DeVito. Why do yeah, you say that? Yeah, I disagree. I, I mean, I think – I think you're giving Devito more credit and Dungey too much, you know, too much. But I think what Dungey's been doing, Dungey's had a lot heavier lift, I think, throughout his entire career, and it shows, you know, up until this point. But I, I think you have a couple of faulty premises there, Jeff. One is that Syracuse has very little in common with Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. Okay. 
Okay, based on the overall strength of the roster, based on the schedule, based on the expectation, et cetera. So I don't think that's a premise. Because it's worked at those places, I don't think that's a fair uh, overlay But but you're not going from Dungy to Zach Mahoney. You're going to Tommy DeVito as a highly rated quarterback, top 12 quarterback in the country coming in here. You know, um, I'm not in practice every day, but, I mean, Babers liked him enough to give him half the reps in the preseason. Um, I mean, he's a good quarterback, you know, maybe going to be hopefully a great quarterback someday. But – if if you want to if you're going to change this program and start filling that carrier dome you got to do things like this and make big decisions that are going to uh hopefully help you win games you can't worry about what the guy did for you last year and i think dungy's turned into what we call a sandlot quarterback he fist first read he doesn't see it and then he starts running and takes off and that's it yeah, I think that's a fair... Uh, and if I can figure that out, North Carolina State can figure that out, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, by definition, I, you know, that's hard to figure. I mean, it, it's not hard to identify that's the issue, but then the idea, the idea of where they're going from there, I think it's a little uh, harder to figure out. I think the ceiling on DeVito is higher. I don't think that's up for debate. I think I'm talking really about this week, Jeff. If, if you had to say to me, you know, who's the starter for the Boston game? I would give a lot more stock toward DeVito than I do for Saturday. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's that's what I'm getting at. Uh, okay. But I, I just I'm not going to go as far as you are on a couple of these things. Like that, who's the quarterback is the sole determining factor on ticket sales and filling the dome up. There are a lot. You can't we, tell me when you left the dome the other night. Everybody there, I was there. We were pumped and couldn't wait till this weekend to see Devito start and ready for the North Carolina State game. I'm telling you, I will be disappointed if he doesn't start on Saturday night. Now I'll still be there, but I'm going to be disappointed if Dungy starts that game. I, I, I can't. I can't phrase it that way. I, I really can't. And well, of course you can't. You work it, for the university. Well, no, I'm saying <laughs> I just I don't think of it that way. I, I th- Dunge- Devito's still on the team. I mean, they could they could still use him in the game. What I'm sure. I guess what I don't really want to say to you is prepare to be disappointed. You know no, what I mean? Because I, I, I don't want I, I don't want to think of it that way. Because right. I mean, about as sure as I could. Po- I don't want to sound like a wuss here. About as sure as I possibly can be, Dungey is starting the game. Am I the only one well, that sees the downside of this too? If you throw Devito out there and he fails. You've got a chance of losing your locker room because you you know what I'm saying? The the starting quarterback for the past three years is gonna be pissed, you know? Yeah. You're pulling him, you put DeVito out there, he fails. The fans are like, What is he starting a freshman for over a, a senior? It's a no win situation. Well, I, that's what the coach has to balance in terms of the locker room management and everything else. Uh you know, yeah, he represents the senior class. But, it, but here here's what I'm just getting at. From a from a fan perspective, I think the idea that, oh, gee, when this guy rolls out, uh, when the, the quarterback who's been your team leader, you know, going on a fourth year, um, is not the starter. And if you are right there taking a kick to the gut at the start of the game, then you're in a bad headspace, right, to begin with, I think. And then, you know, to Jeff's other point, and I appreciate the call, Jeff, it was a good one. If you're talking, about, well, you know, in terms of filling up the dome, we could fill a whole week or month's worth of shows of what it takes to sell those other 15,000 tickets in the Dome. It's not solely who's playing quarterback, uh, especially on a one-week-to-the-next-week basis. Uh, if Here's where I would agree with Jeff. If I ever felt that the coach was intentionally not playing the players that it took to win – 
then I would be disappointed. What I'm telling you is, from an overall perspective, he's leaning toward Eric Dungy for now, and what you have is a viable second option that's a change of pace, that's a relief pitcher, etc. If he's a relief pitcher another time or two, and he's bailed you out or something like that, or if Dungy has a more significant injury than we know about, there's a bunch of different circumstances that are going to change this equation, potentially, and those might all play out. Any of them could play out in the in the next uh, couple of weeks. I'm just telling you, for Saturday, it's going to be number two, and 13 is behind. Can I say one more thing about the Alabama-Clemson-Notre Dame comparison? Those three schools can get any recruit they want at any time. There's recruits watching for Syracuse that see that you pull a f- senior. You know, why, Well, there's a know, flip side. There's a You can counter any of these arguments, because what you're about to say is, they also see that a freshman is being played, a redshirt freshman. Yeah, but if and that's kid, one of the reasons Syracuse has gotten better recruits of late is because you can say to the younger players, hey, you're going to get out there and play. But, but at, at Alabama, you know the best player is coming in behind you. And Whereas, Alabama, by the way, you know you're all getting championship rings whether you yes, play or not. Yes, and Syracuse, these kids are coming for four years. They're staying <laughs> and they're, you know, and you'd hope you'd want to see loyalty from a program like Syracuse. Whereas... Alabama, the kid behind you is the second best player in the country. (laughs) Well, literally, they they probably do have the two best quarterbacks or two of the the uh, handful of best quarterbacks in the SEC. Obviously, Tua is otherworldly, and uh, Jalen Hurts is is uh, no joke either. So that's Alabama. We're not doing the Alabama show. Alabama's going to, barring some completely unforeseen disaster, Alabama's going to waltz to uh, yet another national championship. Uh, Everybody else is. Is playing for other other consideration. You selling me on one more? We'll take one more call and then All we'll right. go to a break and then take. What more. do we got, Steve? Steve in North Syracuse. All right, Steve. What do you have? Yeah, I, I thought I'd re-ask the question I asked in the previous show just to get your take on it, and that is, everybody wonders who would be the best starting quarterback, and I think we should, besides that, consider who would be the best relieving quarterback. I I thought of comparisons to other sports. You just used the term relief pitcher. Do you want to start Mariano Rivera, or do you want him coming out of the bullpen? Do you want to uh, lead with your left jab, or do you want to lead with your right cross? In this case, we've got one quarterback who's a mediocre passer, a good runner, a good leader, uh, uh, knows the offense, is more experienced. The other guys, the the more effective passer, enable enables us to throw deep more effectively. If you started one guy and you fell behind by a couple touchdowns, and you said, "Well, I want to bring in the other guy," which do you want coming off the bench? I think you're better off with the the the, the best passer coming off the bench in that situation than you are with the, say the best runner coming off the bench. I 114 percent agree. Yeah, that's a good number. <laughs> uh, it has to be that way, it, you know. If if you view it that way, if if you don't think Eric Dungey's effective and you don't think he can do much for you, then what's the point of what, what do you think he's going to give you in relief? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it kind of goes a little bit to what Paulie had said. If you do put Devito out there, it starts. It doesn't go well. Well, you're now. I guess the way I put it this way: what Devito offers or I'm sorry, what Dungy offers is in more of a general sense. Leadership, track record, representing the seniors and the upperclassmen, been there, done that, putting all those years' worth of practices and off-season workouts into this system, 
going through all these different coordinators, etc. He has had a much heavier lift. Tommy DeVito comes in and really can throw the football, and he looks great doing it. It has to be a one-two punch, not a two-one punch. And I, and I uh, totally agree with that premise, Steve. Well, you guys are a good one-two punch. So well, I don't know. Are you counting Polly? He's like a half. <laughs> I'm a, a light jab. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. we got to uh, pick up the pace here. I uh, would love to get back into the calls. If you're on the line, hang on there. So much to at, say about at 437 this. At 437-7644. DeVito and, was in a... That, and I thought we were going to fill the whole show on that crappy uh, field goal kick that, opportunity. That play calling, too, was set up for DeVito. No Look, doubt about like, it. He wasn't in there running <laughs> offense. He was just told, go throw 50 yeah. yards down the field Absolutely. every time. That's not how football works right. from start it, to finish. Yeah, they were... A hundred seconds to go in the game, they were losing the game, and you know you had the you opportunity to come pick. in from behind and throw it. <laughs> you know, I don't know that you do what Dungey does necessarily from behind. I, I think same thing though. I'll, I will say this, and then we'll, we got to go to this uh, timeout here. Have they been behind? And you come in and you do the Dungey thing. Well, Dungey's a scrambler, warrior, nothing to lose. He would see the same benefit too. The other players step it up when you make a change at uh, quarterback. So. And Doug Marone's got those uh, same types of comments. We'll uh, maybe overlay his thoughts on his current team with the Jaguars uh, to those of his old program uh, here at Syracuse. More of your questions, comments, calls ahead at 437-7644 if you'd like to do that. We are In the Booth, fired up on a Monday on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. Back in the booth, spirited discussion today about the uh, Orange quarterback situation. I'm not going to use the word controversy. I don't think it's controversial in the least. Even if, if there is a decision to make, even if there's a change, it's not controversial. It's who's lining up at quarterback. You can join us by phone at 437-7644-ESPN44. I'm here to tell you with almost complete certainty, Eric Dungey will be the Orange's starting quarterback on Saturday. I do think... NC State should prepare for two. I do think fans should prepare for two. I think you shouldn't be surprised if Tommy DeVito comes in off the bench at any point going forward from here on out. Could he overtake Dungey as the starter by the end of the season? Yes. Is it this Saturday? Not, in my opinion. Let's get back to the phones. Dave in Liverpool joins us now. Hello, Dave. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? So, I... I I'm doing all right. I, I just I haven't had this many arguments since the Kavanaugh's here, the Kavanaugh hearings with friends and family. Okay, I, I, I I'm walking out of the dome. We've been season ticket holders for eight years. Watched SU football, you know, our whole lives, whatever. Um, but you know, we've we've camped out in the front row in in, in one twenty one. I mean, we're we're in this. You know, we pay attention. Love the coach. Love the the players, and we're excited about the future. And I'm sitting here. And I see all these, you know, oh, Dungy this and, and, and DeVito that. And it's like, okay, so you look at Facebook and you see on here and, and all these arguments about, oh, DeVito, DeVito, DeVito. Can we understand the game of football? You know, just like just like a couple of weeks ago when they were screaming about, oh, how Clemson just ran all over us. It's the last minute of the game. They're exhausted. The game is different. It's like the, putting in the prevent defense and all of a sudden getting 60 yards in that last couple of minutes when your offense hasn't been able to move. The game changes as the game goes on. And, you know, Dungy had a couple times where he got hit late. 
Um, you know, all these people that are sitting on their couches, you know, sorry, but balancing beverages and food on their bellies, uh, you know, that haven't played football in 25 years are sitting here criticizing these kids that have a 300 pound lineman land on them and no flag is called. I mean, dropped balls, you know, so here's, here, here DeVito comes in and, you know, great plays, absolutely energize the offense. That's great. But, you know, you, you, you bring the team to where it's at. Within striking distance, there were a couple bad calls during that game. I'm sorry, there were. Um, the fumble was legit, but there were some other calls that were really questionable and no calls that, that concerned me. So long and short of this whole thing, I'm watching this and I'm listening to the post game, and all these people screaming about DeVito, DeVito, DeVito. Well, yeah, great. He's the future. Cool. However, you know, the fact that you have Dungy that, that literally takes two guys out of the game because – He's there. He can pass the ball. He can run the ball. I mean, there's so many X factors with him. He may not be the best passer, but he's not a bad passer. You know, I, I just, I have, I have, I have to say, I just, I, I have a problem with the fact that, you know, it, it, Devito, did, did people miss the interception? With the, 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 <laughs> Could have lost I mean, the game he, right he, there. Should have. He looked, and I'm, I'm a Jets fan, but he looked like Sam Darnold on his first pass. <laughs> I was like. I was like, oh, my God, you know? I I couldn't believe it. It was so ridiculous. But then he comes back and redeems himself. But there's 10 other players on the field. And, you know, and and the linemen are are the ones that are winning the game at this point, you know? I mean, it's the end of the game. Everybody on the defense is tired. You know, it's it's a different game. You know, you got a guy with a great arm that's fresh off the bench. Everybody else is exhausted. I don't think – and I'm not slamming DeVito. I love the guy. But at the same time – Come on. You can't just cast out the baby with the bathwater, you know? All right, Dave. Appreciate the call. Good stuff there. Lots of good uh, points. As far as the black and white of it go, the the stats, and talking about Dungey uh, not being bad, he hasn't been bad. I, I will just say this statistically. Dungey has failed to complete 50% of his passes in three games this season that's happened. It happened three times in his career, once a year prior to this year. There's something going on there. He's The offense has not been as efficient as it could be. I don't think that's all Dungy-related. And for this game, he was right around 50%, 17 of 33 passing for 225 yards. DeVito wasn't a ton better in terms of percentage. He's 11 of 19. Now, he came in, and they were just chucking it. You know, he had a 50-yard completion right away. The ball he threw to Nikeem Johnson was an absolute dime. Uh, the ball he threw to Jamal Custis, I think Custis made a good play on. Custis has made a share of not-so-good plays. Both quarterbacks had drops. Obviously, DeVito had drops because he was in there for as long as he was. I'm sorry, yeah, Dungey did. The one that DeVito had dropped was a really good ball, too. One of his better throws, I thought, to uh, Taj Harris that was dropped. So, um, regardless of who's in there, the offense is right now, I would say, good, not great. Still scoring a lot of points. And had been in a big low in the middle part of the game. That's why this change was made. DeVito comes out and is lulled into throwing an interception. That interception could have or should have lost the game. The fact that North Carolina didn't move it an inch from there is to the defense's great credit and to North Carolina's demise. If they go anywhere and kick a field goal, you lose the game, and I don't think everybody's, you know, singing Tommy DeVito's praises to the same extent today. And he'd be the same guy, trust me. Y- you know, uh, so 
I think people are just a little bit ahead of themselves here. Love the passion for DeVito because he is the future. And you hope that all the people that want him to play Saturday and want him to start are thinking about the future, and you're going to see him start next year, okay? You might at some point, given various circumstances, see him start this year. I'm just here to say it's not yet. I'm trying to think. His first drive stalled out, too, right? He connected on the long pass, and they got into the red zone and stalled out. Am I correct on that? Why would you ask me that now just because I got my scorecard in my hand? Let me see if I made a note of uh, when he came in. It sounds about right. And then he threw the interception. He Custis made a great catch in overtime. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot a lot of breaks, I'm saying. That's my that's my take. A lot of breaks. That intercept it's really incredible that for as great as that throw was to Johnson and as excited as everybody got, they still probably should have lost the game in regulation. You know, they go three and out. Carolina goes three and out when um, getting the ball with one. Th- that touchdown was with one thirty nine to go. Carolina does not get a first down. Kicks it out of bounds. Syracuse at the twenty eight. They gain out to the forty. Then the interception, and Carolina still has it on the cusp of field goal range with fifty four seconds to go, and two timeouts. I'll take that back. They didn't have any timeouts at that point. That was looking at the wrong thing. Didn't have timeouts at that point. But um, the fact that they didn't get into field goal range really is the game. And you could, you know, say, hey, this shouldn't have come to that to begin with. Well, maybe not, but that's that's why they play the games. And that's, you know, over the, the long course of a four-hour day and four quarters of football, there's lots of different twists and turns that determine the outcome. All right, we are overdue for some stuff here. we got some great sound bites. We really do. And uh, we hope to get those in for you here at uh, some point, time permitting. We'll do Do We Care with Tommy. And I uh, thought we would visit with uh, Coach Sadlin here to uh, wrap the program today on a number of topics. Uh, he is not only our basketball analyst, which uh, certainly was the original reason we thought we'd start to talk a little, but he's also our resident expert in coaching. And I think we'll lean on more of that today. How would he handle a quarterback situation like this, a locker room of as Coach Baber says, 107 sons. We'll touch base on all of that as we continue In the Booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. Back in the Booth, brought to you by Bugs Be Gone, I think. And it's on, uh, also by CH Insurance. Hello, Joey. Good to have CH Insurance back on board. Joe Convertino, our friend over there, when he's not playing golf, he's a hell of an insurance salesman. And... Uh, is there music playing? Because if there is, I don't hear it. But maybe, what do I know? So the voices in my yeah, head are I just funny it enough. Out. Okay. In theory, Coach uh, Sadlin is on with us. Slow coach. How are you, Matthew? I'm great. How are you? you know, wonderful, wonderful. Nice win on Saturday for the Coach <laughs> It was. And, it, you know, to me, it was a nice win in the absence of a loss, which I'm sure you can appreciate. And when mm-hmm. I asked you to come on the show today, I was originally thinking, well, we're going to get into all this football stuff and then let's throw a little splash of basketball. The exhibition's coming up. But you know that I value your opinion not only in basketball and fish dinners and where to go to church and a lot of different things, but also in in coaching. How would you handle this deal here where you've got a four-year starter uh, who's rewritten the record books in a lot of ways and you were just kind of pulled out of the fire by a freshman backup quarterback? Well, I, you know, I think 
I mean, I, DeVito's a fabulous player, and he and he had a great game, and they don't win without him, and, and uh, there's no question of that. But, you know, let's look at the long range of this thing and the long term, and, and I think what Dungy's done for this program, regardless of, of wins and losses, um, uh, you know, has been has been amazing. So I think what Dino Baber said, if I'm not mistaken, is that certainly no, um, there's no decision been made, but it's not um, that, that Dungy is still our guy right off the bat. So... I would agree with that. I think that, you know, DeVito's got to play, not just in mop-up, not just at the end when we're in trouble and we need to win the game. I think you got to play him in the, in the first half in some series and second half and stuff like that. But uh, I, I would not give up on a guy like Dungey. He's given too much to this program for too long to just uh, to, to do that. So uh, hopefully that's the way it'll turn out. But it was a, a terrific win and a, and a great effort by uh, DeVito to get that. I mean, he is a stud the way he throws the ball. He really is. It's fun to watch, right? He can uh, can throw it around. And and what you said is probably a better way of summing up my own thoughts. I think it's exactly what's going on here. This is not to condemn Dungy nor DeVito nor put either on a pedestal. Dungy has been the guy. He's in the lead right now. DeVito is purely capable. He's the future. I'm just saying the future is not yet. And I also think you're going to see both. I think uh, you'll see DeVito off the bench at some point, whether it's uh, planned or you know based on some set of circumstances that presents itself uh, on Saturday. I just don't think he'll start the game, but uh, somebody else has paid a lot of money to make those uh, decisions, and we'll we'll see how that plays out. In your coaching career, how much thought did you give to, uh, when you had a decision facing you, how it would be played out in the locker room? You know, um, not so much, you know, certainly in any decision like that, um, how the fans would look at it or how the media would look at it or how anybody else would look at it, it really would play no part at all in it. Um, But in terms of the locker room, I think, you know, it it probably, I wouldn't be surprised if Dino, um, you know, went to some of his, his trusted seniors or some of his older players and said, hey, we're looking, we're thinking about making a, a switch here. What's your thoughts on this? I mean, what do you think? And uh, so, I mean, I, I could see that happening. I could see myself doing that, you know, 30 years ago, trying to decide whether or not uh, a senior who's been playing well for us and has done a lot for our program over the years, and then you've got a, a freshman come in or a sophomore who's a great young player that's going to be great for you. And how do you make that decision? I would like to share that with some other guys, not only your assistant coaches, certainly, um, but but some of your trusted older players that have been through a lot and that are, you know, that'll be honest with you too. And they won't not taking sides. I mean, I think just saying, hey, you know, this is this is what I think we should do. And and I would put some credence in whatever somebody said to me like that. Sure, and it gives them some buy-in too that they had mm-hmm. a role in the decision making. And and uh, we'll see how that plays out. All right, we'll table football for just a bit. First of two basketball exhibitions is coming up Thursday night, the Orange and the College of St. Rose, which uh, looks to have some roster management uh, issues on its uh, own part, and we'll get into that another time. But the AP poll comes out today, Coach. Uh, Syracuse is 16th, but 5th in the conference, which gives you an idea of the season that's ahead. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Um, Seven seven in the uh, top 22. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, you know, you've got – You've got some unbelievable teams in this conference, and, and, and of course, Duke and Carolina, and those guys get the best players every year recruiting-wise, so they're always going to be there. 
Virginia and Tony Bennett is, is fabulous. And uh, who would be the fourth team? Virginia Tech's right there. So oh, really? Carolina, Duke, wow. Virginia, Virginia Tech are all just ahead of Syracuse. Florida State's just yeah. behind. So there's a lot of good teams in this league. There's no question. But you know what? Syracuse is good, too. Um, and they certainly, you know, this is probably higher than they've been ranked in re, you know, previous years. But um, they're a very good basketball team. They've got everybody coming back from last year. And uh, they've added on some, some really quality newcomers to, to fit into this program. And I think it's just a matter now of, you know, they've got some injuries with the point guard situation. And I haven't heard anything more about that. But I'm assuming those guys are going to be out for a little bit here. And uh, which, which will make a difference, certainly in the beginning part here when you don't have a point guard to kind of run this offense for you. And uh, But this is a talented team, Matt. I mean, I, we talked about this a little bit. I want to watch them practice a couple times. And uh, they really have some talent in each spot. I mean, they've got a, a legitimate backup that would be a, a in, in, in recent years would be playing an awful lot of minutes for the Syracuse team. And, you know, we'll see what Jim Beham's going to do right now with the, with his depth. But uh, they've, they've got an awful lot of depth that we haven't seen before with the team. You're right about that. And, and Coach Beheim yesterday at a charity event said that it'd be about 10 days, he thinks, and Frank Howard will have that boot off his left foot. So he won't play in these exhibition games, but uh, he may be ready for the opener or the second game. And last thing, Coach, in just uh, 30 seconds or so, I always ask you this question at this time of year. What do you hope to accomplish or see in these exhibition games? Well, I think, you, you know, you're tired of playing against each other, first of all. And I mean, guys would like to put on the uniform and, and, and start to go with it. But I think more importantly, from a Syracuse standpoint, it's going to be a little bit more difficult you know, to, to judge it if you don't have your point guards in there. Now, I don't know if Kerry's going to play or not, but I know he had a pretty badly sprained ankle, so he may not. So, you know, you might not see any kind of cohesion early on with this thing. But I think from a defensive standpoint, you'll see what Syracuse has, has done for years. And you'll look at a guy like Pascal uh, Chukwu that I think everybody is raving about, and they're all talking about I watched him. He looks stronger. He looks better. And, and uh so you'll see some improvement on every one of these players coming into it. And I think that's what that's what the coaches will probably be looking at, the, how much have they improved from last year. All right, my friend, uh, great stuff as always. Looking forward to seeing you on uh, Thursday. Can't believe the hoop season's here already. I know. I know. <laughs> it's hard to believe is right. You know, But we'll look forward to it, and I'll see if we can continue this uh, good start against North Carolina State on Saturday. Okay, man. That's a, a primetime game on uh, Saturday night. Before that, a Thursday night exhibition, the Orange and the College of St. Rose in the Carrier Dome. Jim Saddleman, always generous uh, with his time and his point of view. Back to wrap the show with Do We Care next on ESPN Radio Syracuse. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait. The other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. On Saturday, Chris Paul and Rajan Rondo. Got into an ugly fight during the the Lakers and uh, Rockets game, and Paul Chris Paul says it started with Rondo spitting in his face, and that's when he decided to start throwing hands. Yeah, based on what I've seen, I'm not going to rule this an actual spitting, although that doesn't sound disputed. I think it's the type of spit that comes off when you're yelling about something. This wasn't like hocking a loogie in his face, but anyway, it's you know two highly strung, you know. Type A kind of guys. Uh, Rondo's a piece of work, and uh, I think I'm on Chris Paul's side, but it's crazy. They're all suspended. 
as the world turns. Thank you, Tommy. Yes. See you tomorrow at 2, everybody, in the booth on ESPN Radio.